that from, from myself and my wife, this is not about me, it's about you and you. I'm going to educate you and, and teach you this morning a couple of things on, on honoring um, your pastor and his wife, or your pastors or your leaders, so that it can be good with you. One day, I remember my prophecy, and this is some prophecy, there's going to be seven uh, congregations currently sitting with the three, um, and, but someday we're going to move out here. And the children, the word of God says, and the children will have the big successes once we've moved out. And I want to teach you this morning to honor those people who's going to come to replace us one day, don't know when. One day, two, three, five years from now. When I or that pair of people will be here then. So that you can honor them. If you don't honor me, it's okay. It's between you and God. God loves me, He created me, He placed me, He called me, and He's designed me and my wife for a time like this. Amen. Um, so yeah, I was praat a few words, and it's not my ego, it's not that you have my good wish, it's not so that you have a good feeling, it's not that you have a good feeling, it's not that you have a good feeling, it's not that you have a good feeling. Amen. I'm going to keep off this morning and there are four points I'm going to look at. There are four points that I'm going to look at. And the first one is to, to give double honor to your leadership. Give double honor to your pastors. First Timothy 5, 1 Timothy 5, excuse me, 1 Timothy 5, 17, 18. The pastors who lead the church well should be paid well. They should receive double honor for faithfully preaching and teaching the revelation of the word of God. For the scriptures has taught us, do not muzzle an ox or forbid it to eat, while it grants the grain. And also, he, uh, one who labors, deserves his wages. I'm just going to ask you, many of us in this room, in this hall this, this morning, we, we, we've got a secular work. We've got a secular work. We've got a secular work. And I don't know if I've done it for now, but I've got a lot of work. We've got a lot of work. We've got a lot Insurance, we've got no debt to sell ourselves. 
And we finished that last month. Praise God for His uh, uh, great mercy upon us, helping us to do it. Yes, it, it did take some time, it did take discipline from myself to implement certain things so that we can get to a place. But 57% of pastors right across the world cannot pay their debt. 63% of all pastors' wives are somewhere bound, either going for psychological help or needs desperate attention in their spirit being because they are stressed out about finances in their lives. And it's mainly due to, and it's not now that COVID is stuck. And that is one thing that people do not understand. In the better congregation, we get so many people running to church, running to church seeking help, seeking uh, financial help. And they don't realize that the church is also part of COVID. Because if the congregation member was always tithing, and I know now he has people in this room that they used to tithe and they're still tithing, but their salaries has been cut when COVID hit us, so they automatically go cut on their tithings. But the people don't realize that the church is also getting less income because of the COVID thing, and then they start pointing fingers towards the, 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 the congregations. And that, that's happening in Bethel currently, but it's happening right across the world as well. Um, and I'm not speaking on finances this morning. I'm going to speak to you on honoring your pastor. If your pastor does good, give him the, the honor that belongs to him. Be given the honor that is due in the right place. People, if you honor your pastor, if you or not honor the pastor, it's got a direct impact on the church. Listen to me. It's got a direct impact on the church if you do not honor your pastor. It's got a direct impact on the congregation if you do not honor the pastor of the congregation. Can I tell you why? Because if you do not honor him, him or her, he, he will get into a state of saying, am I good enough? And the moment he hits that ground that is he good enough, he cannot minister at his full potential towards his people because he's thinking or she's thinking, am I good enough? Because the people don't care about me, they don't honor me, they don't look after me, am I good enough? The second thing that also happens to those pastors, uh, many a time, that they all start asking the question, should I have ever been in the ministry? Was I really actually called to go into ministry? And they start doubting in the, in the hearing of God. And the moment they start doubting, hearing God's voice, and the calling that God made them, automatically they cannot hear the word clearly in their lives to present back and give back into the congregation. The third thing that happens to them, and it happened to myself one day, as we left the Bethel congregation driving out, so someone asked me, you're dead quiet, because I was awfully quiet this morning. And I asked her the question, do you really think that the work that I'm currently doing in Bethel isn't actually impacting people? Am I actually hitting the mark in Bethel? And remember people, these are the things that goes through the pastor's mind. And I'm open and honest with you this morning so that you can understand and know that we are also just human beings. We also get the attacks of the devil. And we also start running around these, these things in our head. Is the word that I'm giving actually doing things? Is the word hitting them up? The word for that thing, not standing in man. No, because then I sit and I look at the people and I thought, 
but put it through my talk like last week. And this week you're doing exactly the opposite. So I get off a stage. Jab. And it, and it's, we work out if we were in the world down outside, I would have said what we how we were to assist the people in the congregation. And then just by the next day, slap in the face. And you think to yourself, that is your in this congregation. A couple of years ago, about four years ago, um, we took out an amount of money and we paid for some people's medical bill that they had. They had to go urgently see a uh, a certain doctor, I can't recall what. You know what? Within two weeks after we've done that, they kicked us. And I thought to myself, does our work actually impact the congregation? And now we start doubting in ourselves. Am I good enough? Am I doing these things? The thing that happened to me as well was, should I have not stayed on the mines? Should I have not stayed being an electrician? Should I not have stayed being the manager of the electrical department? Well, maybe that was better because at least there I didn't have all this nonsense that we received from, from people inside the church. Yes, I say people inside the church because that is where it's happening, people. The people inside church hurt each other more than the people outside the church. And remember I'm speaking, this is the same message going out here, it's the same message on Bethel, it's the same message on Moronso. We must also take the time to see the world as we see the year of the directing. Then it was a gesundheid gehad van, ach man, wie is die mense? Wie is die mense? Ons is die mense. Tot ons in die kerk gekom het, until we reach church. And the moment we came into church, and then we want to say, oh that person helped me. Sorry, but liefde gesef ogen, maybe it is time for Christians to stop having pity parties about everything. Op om ons so geïnseerig te wees oor enige genoons ons en enige gemoors. Het is bieke tyd om net bieke een renaster vel met die liefde van Jesus te groei, of een seekoe vel met die liefde van Jesus te kry. But, let me not get sidetracked this morning. Galatians 6 verse 6 says, And how is your heart taught the word? May share all good things with the teacher. A sharing of wealth takes place between them. The scripture says, Bible says, and those who are taught the word, that's the people, they are taught the word, must share all good things with their teacher. So you must share what good things you have with the teacher. That's not me, that's the word. The sharing of one takes place between them. First Corinthians 9 11, the scripture says, So if we have so many spiritual gifts among you, is it too much to accept to read material gifts from you? Is it too much? I asked Adrian and I asked Ramir, and both of them said, if they go to work and they're not paid their full salary at the end of the month, they're going to go and fight. But when we come to church, and the scripture says, if I have taught you and I've sown into your lives, is it wrong for me to expect something back? That's what the word says, not me. You see, but the people don't understand it. The people think that the pastor wants everything. He wants and wants and wants and wants. The people that the pastor does not want your money. Believe me, people, the congregation is not our source. God is the source. I've, to start myself, I've ministered there in, in the Bethel congregation now for three months, up three years. 
three years. And I'm, if this month it happens, if this month now, tomorrow it happens, it will be the only the third month in three years that we've been paid a full salary on that side. Which is, I, I cannot even say to you, it's a fraction of the amount we get paid on the side. But I'm not speaking money. I'm speaking gifts. I'm speaking being good to one another. I'm speaking honoring your pastor. I'm speaking make life easy for your pastor. And I don't, I'm not saying this morning, according to that you must give me an offer of 10,000 rand. You know what? Two weeks ago, two weeks ago, I ministered here, Charlene, to Prada from Pam. Pam is this one in front here. That will always see that there's water on the pulpit. That will always see there's holes on the pulpit. And you know what? Last two weeks ago I said, Pam, I see my holes is finished because I think Pastor Lazette is eating my holes when I'm not here. You know what happened? What do you think happened? I haven't been here last week. The new package is here. But it's given out of a heart who wants to do it. It's not an amount of money that you supply to me. It's not a big thing, the present that you give my wife. It's not the car that she received. It's not the bicycle I get as if, as if I need a bicycle. It's not that. But it's the heart that your people come and give and look into your pastors and your other leaders. It's the heart. It's not that the big thing. If we look in the Bible, it's scripture in Luke 21, Jesus sits there and he looks at them as they bring their office to the church. They bring their office to the kingdom and he looks at them and an old lady, she opens the rain, comes and she takes two pennies and she puts two pennies in the basket and Jesus says, she has given more than anybody else. She has given out of the heart and not out of the purse. People honor your pastors. Honor your pastors and their spouses. Not with big things. But give what, what God gives you in your heart. Give it to them. And honor them with those things. Sometimes it's just an attitude. It is just an attitude. Because Corinthians can have a bad attitude in some days. And just like that, the next day, she's this wonderful person. That is quite often the good part. The good part. Um, Sophia, same, excellent heart on her, until one day then she tops. You know people, let us not start speaking to our pastors as if we honor them. Because I've listened many times, unfortunately for many of you, you, you know me by now, I've got this thick schema, like a rhino or a, 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 what's that word, Victor, can I say? Hippopotamus. Fat skin like a hippopotamus, tough skin. Whatever you say does not touch you. Does not touch you. But you know what? When you come with a kind word, with a kind attitude, that touches me. That touches me. That brings something. And I don't want you to come and touch me. I don't want you to come and honor this man. Remember what I said, and I'm saying it again. It's not about me. I'm going to teach you because it's going to come to you. Your reward is not about the, the, the size of the present or the size of the honor. 
That's not your reward. Your reward is to have what's happening in your heart. In Philippians 4, verse 15 to 19, for I want you to know that the Philippian church was the only church that supported me in the beginning as I um, uh, did do to preach the gospel. Uh, you were the only church that so willing to be financially. And when I was in Thessalonica, you supported me for well over a year. I mentioned this not because I requested a gift, but so that the fruit of your generosity may bring you an abundant reward. I know, now, I know that all I need, more than enough, I'm abundantly satisfied. For I've received the gift you sent by Ephroditus, and uh, as a sweet sacrifice perfume, with the fragrance of your faithfulness, which is so pleasing to God. The fragrance of your faithfulness is a fragrance to God and is pleasing to Him. I'm convinced that my God will fully satisfy every need you have, for I have seen the, the abundant riches of glory revealed to me through the anointed one, Jesus Christ. And this is really my prayer. This is my prayer to each and every person. Last, last month at the, at the farmer's mall there at Lake Rosy, Susan used to, used to buy Tupperware from a lady in Bethel. And last year, last month, I realized that uh, one of the congregation members here sells Tupper. Yeah. And I stopped the Bethel one and I said to Susan, you support other people. Because that's our heart. We want that, it be, that, that your heart must be good. We want you to succeed. We want you to be happy. But the scripture says, because you are good unto the pastors, God will see that superabundantly it will be well with you. That is my heart this morning, that it is well with you, that it is well with you people. When we see that something is well with my soul, many times I turn around and I will just says, push my hand out like this and I say, God, let it be well with their souls. Because that is what our heart is. You know, and now and again, then we get this word that person X said that and that about the pastor. Person Y said that and that about the pastor. You know what? We've, we've been there. We were taught those things. We came through the world. We understand those things. And then we say, let it be good with this soul. Let it be good with them. Bless them for whatever. I've been accused here of just wanting money. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the witnesses are here, they sitting here in this room this morning. I've been it, and I had nothing to do with it even. They were selling hamburgers and I don't know, jaffles and stuff here, uh, out of the, 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 the lounge area and the money that came in. I never saw it, I never touched it, I had nothing to do with it. All of a sudden I heard that I just want all the money. And it came to me. But I sent them, I blessed them with whatever they said. Because I realized that, it, I realized if there was no devil, we didn't need God. I realized that I needed to be a devil so that I can, can, can obtain my grace and my blessing from God. I can have after the moment, and I want the devil to be a sort of unfold so that my God can free it. And that's what I did that day when they told me that all I want is the money that they in me. And those people worked in me. They were making the jaffles and everything. And all of a sudden, I get that news. But yeah, they departed and made me. God bless themselves. Now, brothers, I can tell you it's not well with them. 
It's not well with their souls where they are currently. It's not well with their souls. But keep on, keep on pushing in. Be good to your pastor and his wife and his husband so that you can be, you can be in abundant riches of glory. In abundance. And that's really my prayer this morning. That God who supplies him everything that I need to his people, that the people who bring it can obtain the riches. They can obtain the glory. I don't want any glory. I don't want any glory. I actually told Pastor Zed last week when we had our, our breakaway. I told Pastor Zed if I find you with one picture of myself on, on Facebook again, it's you and me. I don't want my face on Facebook while I minister the word because it's not about me. It's not me saying these things as God revealed it unto me to say it. And just now, everybody all of a sudden want to put this photo on Facebook of, of this is what he said. I don't want that. I don't want the world to see that I've said something. It's not about me. It's not about, it's about God and His glory and you people. Second point I want to ask you this morning is to protect your leaders. And I'm going to say something about some of our leaders, some of our pastors need protection from congregation members. Because congregation members attack their pastors. Listen carefully. Proverbs 37 18. You taste the fig tree will eat its fruit, and if you faithfully protect the case for his master, he will be honored. Protect your cross pastors. Protect the pastor's family and surround them in age. Protection means to guard them, to surround them, and to guard them means that you build a hedge around them. I don't know if some can remember being in Angola when we were up there in the early 80s, mid 80s. We went into those crawls, they had these branches stacked around the little houses like this to try and protect them from the people and the enemy from the outside. The enemy in those days was not us or Swapu, I was talking about the people that lived there that protected themselves from, from wild animals coming in to catch their flock. Protect your pastor. Protect his wife. Surround them. Build the hedge around them. But unfortunately, as I said this morning, many of the attacks is from within. From within. And, and, and people, Chris Bloom is only good, but sometimes I look at people and I think to myself, this week in battle, there was there's a lady, but I'll put you off that time. She left now. But it's nothing to do with us. It was nothing to do with the church. She and another person. And I thought, but last week you spoke to me in this manner. And then all of a sudden this week you speak like this. Where's God now? And I wondered myself, are those people really in the presence of God? Have people really grasped God's love inside of them? Have they really got the Holy Spirit inside of them that they can utter these things, that they can say these things? I said to the woman, Chris, I believe you accept the leader in and she says there's one thing and all of a sudden this week, sure. Luckily it's not against us or the church, it was against somebody else outside. I thought, where did God go now? The same God that worked with that woman last week, this week is not the enemy. 
And how many times that happens in the congregation? The same person that Pastor Yeshua Ola Kashukut, I've realized those things. And Susanna's wake up for those things. Pastor, don't you feel important? You should say, watch out. Watch out. The moment people start coming too close, start becoming, becoming too friendly, we've learned. We've learned to stand that back. We've learned. Why? Because we've been there. I've been hurt. I've been accused. She's been hurt. She's been accused. The same people that you paid the, the medical bills those, those days, they ran to me. And I can't remember if Zach was vice chairman or not. I can't remember. But Gary was the treasurer. And we agreed. We said, let's pay it. We paid the full amount. Telling you people, I think it was a month later that they left, and about two, three months later we heard that we don't care. But we've got the proof. We've done our thing. We care. We look out for one another. If you've got something against your pastor, make an appointment. Go speak to him or her. Or his husband. Or, or, or her husband. Or his wife. And sort these things out. And start protecting them. Proverbs 25 13. A trustworthy messenger refreshed like snow in the winter. They revive the spirit of the employer. How many of you don't know it, but I got a, a dog that looks like me for praying as a present. If you have a dog that looks like me, the eagles of hope. She looks like this, she acts like this, or it looks in the room laughing. So I bought her this little shell, plastic shell thing where the babies play in the sand, but I fill it up with water. And then she runs into that bucket of water or bowl of water and it's just water all over the shell. And yesterday morning I was going the lawn and it was hot. It was hot in that early morning, yeah, around nine o'clock. And I just finished putting fresh water in this bucket, this bath of her and I went to sit there and she was in the house and I thought let me just splash some of this cool water over me and I started splashing it over and this is what the scripture is saying the scripture is saying the trustworthy messenger refreshes like snow in the summer they revive the spirit of the employer like snow in the summer when you put that cold water over you, when you work up and work very hard, you just refresh yourself. A trustworthy messenger. A person that I trust comes to me and tells me those things. Those words are like the snow in the sun. That comes and just cools you down and refreshes you. I'm asking you again, protect your pastors. Protect them. If somebody says something about them, don't run to, the other, to them and say, Well, does that say that and that's what you was doing? I don't want to hear those things. But I'd like to hear that. Pastor, I can only write to show you the track of the from the real platform. The real platform, Pastor, is it, and I can talk to the track of the Protect your pastors and their wives and their husbands. The third point I want to leave with you this morning is. If I must ask the question, and honestly ask the question, there's one person here, and she's sitting on the, on the 
There's one person here that every now and again she will contact me. For six months, eight months, and she'll contact me. She said, Pastor, how are you and your wife? Yeah. Well, there's one on this side as well. Sorry, there's two of you. There's one on this side as well. Pastor, we're going to do what you say. Ek bid vir julle. Ek maak julle toe. Pastoor, ek kyk op jou ochtendbroodstap en ek sien is toe, wanneer kan jy is? The third point I want to give you is pray for your pastors. Not when they ask for prayer, not when I say my back is sore, or when I lay down in bed and all of a sudden everybody wants to know, and then they all die pastoor is sickness in die bed. And now they're going to pray. He's must not be bed because you didn't pray. We came for them so much. Make it the daily thing that you pray for your pastor's couple. You say somebody here maybe in the private, in the secret, that formed a little prayer group that they pray only for the pastors. Think about those things, people. And when we get it closer to the turnaround point, well, I'm going to show you why. Why is it important to do these things? First Timothy said, do as one and do. I urge you first of all to pray for all people. That's for all people. Ask God to help them with the seed on their behalf and give thanks for them. Pray this way for kings and all who are in authority so that we can live peaceful and quiet lives marked by godliness and dignity. If you start praying for your pastor, your pastor is going to do things in your life that's going to make your life easier. Your pastor is going to be in a place where his spirit is high enough so that you can see in your life what is happening, and he's going to deposit it back into your life, so that you will have a peaceful life, not the pastor. The moment you have a peaceful life, the scripture says that your, your godliness and your dignity will be revealed up to the people. But that happens when you start praying for your pastor, your dignity and your godliness will be revealed unto the people outside. So if you have to that, if it's not well with your soul, I'm training on thin ice this morning. If it's not well with your soul, maybe it's because you're not praying for your pastor. Because the scripture says, and if it's in scripture, that's a promise from God. The scripture says if you pray for the people in authority, it will be well with you. And you will have a peaceful life. The fourth one I'm finishing off, and it's got nothing to do with the pastor, right until the end. Uh, is this? Honor the word. Honor the scripture. Honor the word of God. In Luke 4, we learn that, that Jesus uses the word to fight off the devil. When the devil came with the onslaught unto Jesus, Jesus said, Thou is a stranger. There has been a written that you're not allowed to do this and this and this. You use the word. What word in your life are you currently using to attack the devil? Or when the devil attacks you, you come and resist the devil. You don't attack the devil. Remember that, people. You don't attack the devil. In the book of James, we read and we learn that we need to resist him. He will do the attack, but you resist and he will flee. But you use it by the word. And once you start honoring the word, we start using the word, 
because we decided we're going to get to it when it is inside us. First Timothy 4, 7 to 8. Do not waste time arguing over godless ideas and old wife tales. Instead, train yourself to be godly. Physical training is good, but training for godliness is much better, promising benefits in this life and in the life to come. Something fits and you should feel us what they want. And he does, he does, if you're doing it, you're going to be able. One for say two hundred a week. And then we're gonna dress him in that wooden suit of his uh, a bicycle cycle is gonna help him in nothing. Ik sluit op met die schaam om, maar ik tref die rechtig iets. 
something of purpose is when we start living the Word and the Word of God is in our lives. And the Word of life is present. Joshua, I must read the last scripture this morning. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so that you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and seek and succeed in all you do. Study the Word. Meditate on the Word. Have the Word inside of you all the time. Only then will you prosper and succeed. Only then will you prosper and succeed. Why, Pastor, now, just tell us that I'm switching off. Pastor, tell us that we don't understand this morning that by honoring the word, that I wasn't going to help you as a pastor. It's going to help me in the sense of I don't have to sit with your nonsense because God is sorting you out, you are disciplined, you can do things on your own, and that gives me an opportunity to go visit the new people. But currently, the people who are supposed to be, by this time, leaders in the congregation, they are still sitting undisciplined without word in their lives, and they need to be still fed with spoons, stealing the time that the pastor could have had to go visit the new people. We must now attend to them and still do the little bit by bit with them. You people realize there's two new couples in the congregation this morning. Well, they, they don't part yet, but they're visiting. And that um, is Jean, man. Jean and Charlene have been here before. And we are setting up a disciplines class, disciple school class. Uh, and maybe they're going to attend there, they're going to fall in there. But we need to get to a place where we're going to allow the pastor to do it so that by the reason how we can do it, the way he can do it, is when we grow up and we start living the word and we don't have to come and naff, naff, naff about everything. Because it is time that people stand up for themselves. In 1 Samuel 30, David comes back from the wall party and he found his city ruined. He found his little place ruined. Everybody stolen. All children were taken away. His wife's everything is taken away. And the scripture says, 1 Samuel 30, I think verse 4, he says, And they all cried and wept in front of God. All the men, all the women are gone. So David was there, he's broken apart. He's down and out. And the stage, the scripture comes, he says, but David, listen to me, but David strengthened himself in the Lord. It is time that we make a decision that we want to strengthen ourselves in the Lord. And do not just hang around, but strengthen ourselves and start living the way of God, the way that God says we need to do. It's time to stand up and take the word of God in our lives and not quote the scripture, but live the scripture. And when we do those things, we will start honoring the pastor. You know how? Because he's going to see that these people are actually taking what I'm saying. I don't have to go find another congregation because this people is living what I'm teaching them. I don't have to do this because these people are doing what I've taught them. I can attend to other sheep now. See, you must have the country's carpets are You talk about the people. 